Hello, and welcome to episode 67 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. We've been out for about three weeks, but we are back with a new topic. This week, we're discussing the topic of supply chain. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how are you doing? Good, Les. How are you? Long time, no talk. Yeah, it's been, what, three weeks? Has it been that long? Already time flies. Yeah, so I guess we ought to, we ought to tell everybody we've been out for three weeks. Yeah, try. <laughs> has, it been on, has it been on our own accord or was it by accident? <laughs> well, I think travel schedule. Yeah. Yeah, doing, doing stuff. That's a shame. I mean, we couldn't yeah. even get together Tuesday through Friday, tried. Yeah. 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 So we apologize. So, we have a lot to say. We do have a lot to say. We, we, we do apologize, but uh, we're back and we will try not to uh, uh, miss for a little while. So, because uh, we do have a lot of listeners. Yeah. It is amazing how many listeners we have. So. We appreciate that. I know, yeah, I definitely appreciate it and, and like to hear feedback when, when I find people that have, that have listened and whether they talk to me directly or, or through other friends. I wait for mm-hmm. them to say, hey, you guys sound like morons. <laughs> but I don't get that. So, so you know what? I haven't either. That stokes me. That, that, that gets me going because we're just regular Joes trying to work and run a business and yep. live with people. And you know, and I, I think we're harder on ourselves than most people are hard on us. Uh, you know, well. I, think, I think we're very critical of ourselves. And, you know, it's kind of hard not to be. We're not used to being so to speak, on the radio or on television or anything like that. So, you know, we're we're not used to that type of uh, activity. So I think we scrutinize ourselves a little bit. But, you know, I haven't heard any negatives from uh, from our show. So most people are, you know, most people I've talked to have been very positive, very excited, and give good feedback. So mm-hmm. so anyway, we appreciate that. And, and on that note, we won't dwell on that topic and get to what yeah. we want to talk about today. Which is? The mechanics of supply chain or supply chain yeah. mechanics, whichever you like. Supply chain mechanics, yeah. So so we kind of chose this topic just because uh, supply chain is a, a very large piece of the business. Uh, it's one that I've been kind of introduced to over the past few years, but not, you know, I'm not a supply chain professional. Uh, there's a, um, I'm trying to, I is it uh, Apex? There's a... Yeah. Uh, professional Institute for Supply Chain mm-hmm. Personnel. I think it's Apex, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, so I think I'm not that, a professional uh, either. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, so I, I, I that's right. <laughs> but we do have our opinions, and that's all that counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we, so we wanted to just talk about a little bit about uh, supply chain uh, activity and the mechanics. And mainly as it relates to a manufacturing environment, but really it could be for anybody that is um, buying uh, and managing suppliers. That's really kind of the core of what we're talking about here, right? Right. And my message would be do it on purpose. Don't do it. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Do it on purpose. Well, why do you say that? Well, because what I have experienced in the past is supply chain has become a lazy activity in certain cases where, where the reason certain individuals or certain companies buy things from certain suppliers 
is because one, the nasty phrase of that's the way we've always done it. Or yep. two, that person takes me to lunch, which that's not a good reason. Or three, no. I don't know who else to go to. Okay, well, if you're in charge of buying something for your customer, you should you should be well aware of who are the suppliers for that that piece, whether it's a commodity or finished good or or engineered product. So that's I, so so when I say do it on purpose, buy, manage. Uh, perfect your supply chain on purpose. Have a reason for for who you go to, how you measure all of the proper KPIs on this element of the business. So we'll we'll get to. I'm glad you brought some of those up because I, you know I want to get to measuring the supply chain, managing your suppliers, uh, supporting your suppliers, and having good supplier relationships. Yes. But First thing I wanted to talk about is on the inside of the company, you kind of you kind of segued nicely into what the what the buyers and that's usually who we're talking about here is what the what the buyers are really responsible for. Now, depending on the size of your environment, whether you actually have buyers or not, um, you know, I think that that's part of potentially the issue, which is the fact that. If people are just buying and buying mindlessly, are you doing the type of service that your organization needs? Right. And that's that's why, I'll, and I'll always probably, I'm always probably, that sounds silly. <laughs> I will go back, I will go back to my point of doing it on purpose. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Not every, not every, every organization has to have a buyer. Somebody is buying. What I'm, what I'm saying is if you're not doing it on purpose, then you don't have a, a, purchasing professional or a supply chain, somebody that is looking at all aspects of what should be purchased. Okay. People writing a PO because they need a component, that is just a buyer. So you're right. You're right. If you're just, if you are just buying and there are multiple individuals buying for the projects that they're working on, then you really, you're, you're not, you're not managing your supply chain on purpose. Right. And, and, and this, this really, my comment goes back to a relationship to how big your organization is. Obviously, if you're a, you know, three or four or five person organization running a small machine shop or, or a, a, a small uh, business, you, you might not have buyers. You might have people that are wearing multiple hats. And so your ability to expand into all the different components of what we mean by the word supply chain, which is kind of a buzzword that gets thrown around for this whole process of beginning to end as to, you know, creating that whole supply chain relationship. Depending on the size of your organization, you may or may not have dedicated buyers. Right. Which, which is fine. And yes. I'll always go back to my questions because I'm in charge of asking questions. In my organization. That should be your title. And and if you have three people that are buying for for your company because you're a small machine shop or whatever, then then the the owner, the person that is responsible for the activities that go on, should ask the question every now and again, are we doing what we should be doing when it comes to buying? Yeah. And and if the answer always comes back yes, then that person should think about, well, okay, really, what are we doing? And 
can I think of something that would help improve the process, whether it's it's delivery, cost, or quality. Now, this is one way of, of figuring out what questions to ask is, are you measuring anything? So even if you do have a few individuals that are buying, if you can set up some system that you can measure those three components, cost, quality, you know, on-time delivery, then you can get an idea of, of how your supply chain is working. And if you're comfortable with those three aspects, then okay, yeah, things are going, things are going good. It wouldn't hurt to every now and again just check to see what else is out there, though. So like anything else, you've got plateaus towards operational excellence or, mm-hmm. or building a quality organization. And I would say that, you know, the first level of supply chain is the very basic level, which is buying stuff. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, you're just trying to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. But by adding on some of these components that you were talking about, so if you thought about cost, quality, delivery, which one of those would you tackle first? If, if you were at the foundation of buying, what step would you think would be the first step? And it might be different for different organizations, but is there one that you should start with first if you were trying to take your organization to another level? Well, I, I, I think an easy answer would be cost, but that's that to me, you need to look at the, the all-in value of the product you're getting. And, and the all-in value, of course, is the raw material cost or whatever, and the delivery cost and everything like that. But based on what you are producing from that component you are buying or that piece of your mind, to me, quality would be the number one, the number one attribute of the component you're buying. Because if you can, if you can ensure that, that the tolerance, the size, the quality of the item coming in seamlessly fits into your process and you will have very little, waste or very little um, defects at the end of your process because of this part that you're buying, then that might be that might be worth more than a couple of extra dollars or cents on the initial purchase price. So I was I'm glad you said that. Phew, that I, was right. hope, I was hoping you were gonna say something differently so that we could debate you were gonna, it. Yeah, I was exactly. gonna jump on cost and you're gonna be like, oh cost. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to go there I'm because smarter than the average uh, rabbit. No, I can't trick you <laughs> <laughs> because in my mind, quality is number one. Also in the, in the fact that at the end of the day, you're trying to supply a product to the customer that they're want, they're going to want to repurchase and, and, and buy from you again. And they don't care what you paid for it. They could care less, but what stands out to them? Quality. I mean, in my mind, that's usually the number one thing. On time, of course, is going to be right behind it. So if your suppliers are affecting your ability to deliver on time, that's going to be right there with it. I mean, that's probably 1A and 1B, and then cost is really number three. <laughs> well, a yeah, cost, cost is a lagging and lagging in yeah. Right. Quality and quality is is kind of you know what I would look at as the the, the leading indicators on what the cost is going to end up being. If, you, if you've got good quality and you've got good lead times, well, your cost is probably going to be a little higher. Right. So I think the next area that uh, we should focus on here is 
you know, we, we kind of touched on what I would consider the three key metrics to managing your supply chain. There's, there's definitely other metrics that you can get into as far as managing your supply chain. But I think the other area that, uh, that we need to delve into is the, uh, is the, is the fact that, um, you have to set up a good supply chain relationship. I like going to that part because, yeah. because I know in, in past years and maybe I'm dating myself, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the idea was to, you know, screw down your, your supplier so that you get it the fastest, you get the best quality and you get the lowest price. Okay. It's true. You, you, you want all those things. Uh, they might not be, you, you might not be able to get the lowest, the best and the fastest, but the, uh, the, the idea is to have a relationship so that the supplier is there for, for what you need when you need it, supplying that whole picture. It's got to be the whole, the whole, and, and yeah, you don't want to overuse the term like value, but the value of what they supply you goes up when they can turn it around in a day on a, on an expedited basis, you know, because right. you are a good supplier. Um, if it's a huge order, you never know if it's a huge order, they might, they might extend credit to you. So you don't have to pay for the whole thing right up front. Then you could, you could pay, you know, as you get paid from a big customer that, that you have, if it's a big order. So, so those are things that are relationships that don't necessarily uh, convert one for one into product quality, cost, or schedule, you know? Right. So I think that, uh, you know, having those relationships with your vendors. Now, what do we mean by relationship? Let's go back to the topic that you brought up earlier. Does that mean free lunches? Yeah. Does that mean, yeah. you know, taking you to their hunting lease and, you know, all that kind of stuff? That's not the relationship we're talking about. No, that's not the relationship. And, and, you know, some public company companies, publicly traded companies, uh, government organizations, you know, you can't accept anything at all. In some areas, you can't accept anything greater than $25 without, you know, a written letter from, you know, your manager and their manager, you know, as a, as a gift. But, you know, that's part of, that's part of business, you know, Christmas gifts, uh, a ball game, dinner. Yeah. Those are all, those are all, those are all, relationship building activities they and, and and i guess the question is how do you not be swayed by some of these relationship building activities i, I mean i don't even want to call them gifts um and it's kind of sad to think that we can't trust people we can't trust people to make a a good qualified decision on a supplier based on the product and all the attributes that we talked about Rather than, rather than, oh, this guy took me out to dinner four times into a baseball game. Well, I think the reason for that is, is the fact that we've been proven so many times that it does go sour and that people do make bad choices and bad decisions. All right. Well, then I will go to the leadership of an organization because okay. if, if the leadership allows, allows their, their folks to be swayed by baseball games and dinners, then they're not doing a good job on making sure that the the supply chain is effective. 
I'll put it that so, way. So really what you're saying, well, maybe I'm going to put words in your mouth here a little bit, but you need some sort of checks and balances, don't you? Yeah, you definitely need checks and balances. Yeah, I mean, because we are all human, and, you know, humans are not perfect, mm-hmm. and... You know, they tend to sometimes make the wrong choices. Right. And I, and I will say that training should happen because never should, should the relationship event be one that is accompanied by a phrase like, hey, after this game, you're going to give us that order, right? Or something like that. If, if it's a, a quid pro quo, then you better yeah. run away because those aren't people run, you want to deal with. Run. Yes. That's exactly right. Run like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, um, that's a, a sign of, of, you're getting into a situation where you can't get yourself out of exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll okay. say if, if 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 a supplier has tickets and and they say, hey, you know, we've got tickets and we'd like to take you to a game. That is that to me. That should be okay if you're in an organization that allows that. Um, I'd like to I'd like to think that people are are strong enough and willful enough to not be bought. Right. So, yeah, because you're right. That's what that's what it's boiling down to, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I guess as I say it that way, I guess people can be bought, and that's probably. <laughs> but the famous saying of uh, you know, everything has a everything price. Everything has right? a price, right? Yeah, but it's not worth your career. It's not worth the reputation of your company. Right. Yeah. Those, those things. It's it, that's not worth it. Now, so let's get back to you know a real a relationship. A relationship should really be that you've got the ability to to get the work done you know when a a uh, an upset condition happens i mean that, that's where relationships really really come to fruition so if you if, right. if if you if the supplier always has a 10 week lead item lead time and then you order it and you know the price and it takes 10 weeks and you get it and it's perfect then okay that's good and that's a nice relationship that you have but it's not a relationship that when you all of a sudden need it in 4 weeks and your supplier finds it someplace in the world and is able to deliver it to you, that is a huge value to you and your customer when, when a hiccup like that happens. So how do you handle situations where, so, you know, we constantly talk about the, the three knobs of cost, quality, and delivery. Mm-hmm. How do you handle a scenario where the customer is great on cost, awful on delivery? With the supplier. I mean, the supplier, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry to confuse everyone. Supplier, where they're, you know, great on one, not so great on another. And, you know, you brought it up to the team where you say, you know, hey, should we be looking at another supplier? Oh, we won't be able to find a supplier that's as good a cost as them. So that means you're basically saying we just have to deal with their there no, it's long time delivery issues, and I disagree with that. Right? Are you setting me up here so that I can I can answer this puffball question? <laughs> other, you got the me. other way. <laughs> the other way to build a relationship is to help them. Is is for you to invest in your supplier? Yes. Right? So if they yeah. if if there's one aspect where they are falling down or they're different, um, and they and and then you you know you believe that you can help them with with not telling them what the other person's cost is, but helping them, asking them, here's what, here's one method of doing it, asking them what could you do to help them either deliver it faster or deliver it cheaper, cheaper, right. I hate cheap, less expensive. So, less exp- 
So, so perhaps may, maybe you're sending them drawings and they are redrawing them because you're sending them in PDF and they don't think mm-hmm. to ask for the AutoCAD drawings. And so you send them a PDF and the guy and the, and, and, you know, maybe it's a fax or something like that. <laughs> and the guy is, is, or the person with the drawing is taking a ruler and trying to scale your drawing into an AutoCAD drawing so that they can fabricate it. Well, if, if it's easy, if it's easy for you to send the AutoCAD drawing and it cuts, you know, four hours out of their design time, then maybe that's something that can be done. You know, what, always ask, what can you do? to help the supplier in order to help you. That should be the first path. Is this the Jerry Maguire moment? Help me help you. <laughs> help me help you. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, hopefully all of our overseas people understand that reference. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I, I've heard it before, but I am not a huge movie buff. So I, <laughs> I know that came from Jerry Maguire, but I didn't see the movie. Sorry. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, I know. Um, but you're exactly right. That's, that's where I was going with that was the fact that you've got to help your suppliers. Now I will say it's somewhat difficult if you're a smaller organization, cause you're trying to get your own backyard, you know, set up and cleaned up and, you know, fixed. So trying to help them clean up their own, their backyard is, is, you know, difficult and challenging, but you're right. There's still some things you can do to at least give hints, but even internally, you know, I would like to to have my staff think about just because it's cheaper doesn't mean it's better in the long run. So the, this happened actually today. So if my guys are listening to this at any time, yes, I'm talking about you. Um, <laughs> I This came up in, in a scenario where um, we said, you know, hey, the supplier is late again. And I brought up the point of, should we look at another supplier or do we have any other suppliers? Yeah, there's three or four more people, but they're going to be a lot more expensive. Okay. Are they a lot more expensive or are they just more expensive? And is that difference worth it to us if we got it on time all the time or in better quality or something like that? You know, so I'm trying to get them to think that time is also money. Yes. Time is money. You know? Now here's yeah, my, so, my question to you. Sure. Does your supplier know that you're measuring them and they are late all the time? Yes. You've told them. Yes. And they haven't fixed it. No, they, they are working on some ideas. So without saying who the company is, sure. they are, they are out of Detroit. Uh, they are a manufacturing company. Um, there's no way anybody would guess who this is, but right. it's not for the only reason I bring that up is because they're trying to start a second shift and they literally can't find people to hire them to work this second shift because Detroit has got a lot of economic issues. And, you know, so there's jobs right there and they can't find people to fill them. Exactly. I know it's, it's a very sad state. He's literally putting on a second shift because he has got so much work and he can't get people to fill wow. fill the work. So he's he's in a pinch. He's got a lot of work, and and his pinch is hurting us. Mm. You know, so he's he's a, he's you know been a good supplier, but just here in the past six months to a year, um, their ability to supply on time because of this has dropped tremendously. Wow. Like 
like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, you know, so I, yes, they're talking about it and they know about it yeah. and they're trying to do something about it, but it's not happening fast enough. Well, wow, that's an interesting topic then for a different day and a different level of conversation. What's that topic? That topic is, is growing too fast. If you, oh, okay. If you take, if you take in more than you can handle, do you piss everybody off? Yes. Agreed. So that's a, that's tough. I just noted it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So everybody on, 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 in the podcast world, you'll be hearing that one for a while. In, yeah. a, in a while, I guess. Yeah. In a while, yes. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, that's just an interesting topic to, to discuss those three knobs and to try to figure out, uh, how one knob affects the other knob and which knob you should choose over the other knob. You know what I'm saying? I uh, using the word, the, the knob analogy is that you're turning dials as to on time quality, you know, delivery, you know, kind of I can see your hands, but nobody else can see your hands. Nobody else can see my hands yeah. turning these, these, these fake knobs. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that that's something you've got to weigh as to, in, in my mind, the easiest answer is, what helps you satisfy your customer the most is the knob you should focus on. Yeah. Is that a, is that a good, sorry to slap my hands there a little bit, but is that a good way of looking at it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I am, and I am, I am sitting here thinking. He's, yeah. He's, he's definitely got a big air bubble over his head. Call <laughs> me airhead now. I can see him thinking and steaming here. Yeah, I put my fingers together, you know, pinched at my chin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what 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 moves the needle? Okay, you should address. Right. You should always address what moves the needle. Um, but they're like you say, they are they are linked. So you have to understand when all the mechanisms turn. Um, what is the out? What is the output? All right, and then how can you affect? The turning of of the mechanism in those dials that you were you were, you were and, and, and that was what, emulating. Yeah, what what can you do? So, you know, I, I don't like to I don't like to just pick one. If quality doesn't work, you know, focus on quality. Sure, you can get perfect quality, and then your cost goes out the window, and right? You, and your and your your uh, schedule goes out the window. So, yep. so yeah, you have to you have to make sure that there's communication back to the relationship with the supplier. Make sure that that they understand how you want the end result to happen. And then, and then an honest conversation about what to do about the outlier and how that adversely affects the other components of the, the delivered product and figure out a solution to, you know, the issue at hand and, and, and don't be constrained by just thinking cost delivery and quality of what, of, of how it's produced now, okay, what's outside? You know, does that supplier need one component of theirs to be supplied by somebody externally rather than having them build it in-house? You know, don't right. look don't look only one supplier down. Look two suppliers down. I think if you get down, you know, three or four suppliers, that's a little too much for you to worry about. But, but really, um, the supply chain, you should be looking at at making sure that your supplier's supplier is of good quality as well. I mean, not in as much detail as you, you look at your own supplier, just as your customer's customer might have you on the approved manufacturer's list, you know, in order to be acceptable for their projects. 
So, right. you know, you should, you should think of, of looking and, and, you know, you want to, you want to understand not necessarily what your customer has to produce, but what your customer's customer wants. So you want to be able to answer that question two steps, you know, ahead for your, your ultimate uh, end user, just like, just like you should be looking back at your supplier's supplier to make sure that any issues that your supplier might have can be resolved by how that group of person or company gets what they need. Right. And it's a matter of time and energy, of course. Yeah. You don't, you can't, you can't be going that far down on every component that you have, but 80, 20 rule where, and now I go back to, yeah, focusing on like what you said, Les, focusing on what, what is causing the pain. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. Focus on what's causing the pain, but then, but then don't be constrained by looking just at your supplier and beating that supplier over the head by saying, hey, make this better quality. All right, what can we, right. All, what can we all do to get a better product out? Which, which I would hope that nobody's beating anybody over heads. Oh, I think there's still a lot of head beating going on. Yeah, that's unfortunate to me. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I wanted to just briefly touch on was supplier auditing. What's your opinion on supplier auditing? Is it something you should do? Oh, absolutely. Another powerful question. <laughs> I got that one right. I think I'm four for four here today. I think you are. But, you know, definitely supplier, the supplier audit process is important. Uh, it's time consuming. Right. Uh, resource intensive. Just like, just like you needing any reason to go talk to your customer, your supplier yeah. should welcome an audit because you're their customer. So, yep. so that's, that's another reason to have you in their facility with them showing you how great they are. I mean, that, yeah. so, so an audit, sure, it's time consuming for you, but investing that time in, in a supplier who should be willing to have that audit happen so that that relationship just gets stronger. To me, it's, it's a win-win. Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think auditing is probably one of the um, easiest and simplest components to add into your supply chain process to improve it. Stick with the 80-20 rule, though, mm -hmm. you know, because obviously, you know, again, my flip side point to that was that auditing is intensive. It's expensive, uh, but it definitely starts to head your organization in the right direction. If you can get your supply chain and your suppliers in some sort of an alignment, um, you know, we've we've even I've, I've even heard of customers uh, now not even working with suppliers if they don't adhere to certain quality systems. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, so, you know, some of these customers and some of these companies are getting to the point where they want you to be in a certain process. And, and uh, if you're not, boy, you just, you get tossed aside. All right. Here's one uh, quick question just to make sure everybody's clear. What are you yeah. auditing? When we say, when we say do supplier audits, okay, well, what are we on? What are we checking? What are we checking them? against. Well, you, so when I think of a supplier audit, I'm usually focused on their quality system, whatever level that quality system is. Even if they don't have a formal quality system, they have something or they wouldn't be in business. You know, they have some sort of process in place. And all I'm trying to do as a customer is try to make sure that they've got things in place that I, I believe help to build good business practices. So if I were to summarize real quickly, 
it would be you would ask them what is their what is their process that produces the good for the goods. It's important to me. Right. Okay, so then you look at that process, and then you ask them for details on how they follow that process. Yes. And how does that support the three knobs? <laughs> I go back to the knob. How does that support me getting a product on time, me getting a product in good quality, and me getting a product that is reasonable in price? And you noticed I used the word reasonable, mm -hmm. not the least, ex not the cheapest, but the reasonable, the one that keeps me in the ability to compete with my competitors. Yes. Um, not the, not the cheapest price. I don't want cheap. I want, you know, I still want good quality and all that kind of stuff. I don't want something that I'm going to have to deal with or handle warranty issues with and all those kind of things. So there's a balance there. Right. And in, in that, the, the, your three knobs and, and, you know, getting, getting what you like, I always say, get, get right. Right. So get, get, get right first and then get better. Yes. Right. So sure. It might not be the cheapest right now, but yeah. if you are right, then you can work on the three knobs and figure <laughs> out how do you get it all better? Because yeah. quality is always a hundred percent. I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and delivery isn't always, there's things that happen. So how do you get better? Once you get you measure, better. you measure and then you communicate. Yep. Yes. I agree. There you go. I think that's a, that is a good stopping point that we covered quite a bit in this topic of supply chain mechanics. I think, uh, um, anybody interested in going deeper, there's a lot of books written on supply chain, no doubt become a member of APIX. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if you're interested, I'll, I'll put a plug in for APIX. So is there anything else we should touch on? Uh, no, I think I hit everything and you hit everything I, that, that I can think so. of. So there you go. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week. Mm -hmm.